1: Welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host TVTPFL. It's Thursday. It is February 24th. It's 2022. It's time for some NBA. We got seven NBA games to talk about here on today's slate. NBA All Star break over. the The madness of trade deadline over, and uh, hopefully we can finish strong here to finish out the season. I am joined today by my good buddy Genie for 07 Grant. What's happening, my friend?
2: Well, you know, I had a great all-star break. Strangely enough, made a ton of money gambling on stuff I knew nothing about.
1: And got some skiing. You know, life's good. Well, I know you made money on some NASCAR bets. Um, oh, yeah. Thank you, NASCAR. They moved. Did you see where that one line? I sent it to you. It was plus 160 or plus 170. It ended at, like, even money because it had been bet so much. It was crazy. So, um it was crazy i had talked about it in like the preview article and i talked about it all over the place because it was just the the line was so good um it was such a val like it's such a good value bet even if like it didn't work out even though it worked out even if it didn't work out it was so good so um anyway nba back seven games a lot to get through and uh just kind of get back into the swing of things appreciate everyone for listening hope everyone had a nice all-star break, but uh, we jump back in here and get started with Cleveland at Detroit. Two thirteen is what it opened at. It's down to two oh eight most places. Um, Cleveland is a eight point to seven point favorite most places. Uh, on the Cleveland side, Garland Levert. And Sexton are out. Marketing is probable on the Detroit side. Frank Jackson's probable. And that's really it. Um, both these teams, you know, pretty much where they've been. So starting here with the Cleveland side, Grant, what do you like here for the Cavs?
2: I mean, obviously, with both Garland and Levert out, I mean, someone's got to play guard, shooting guard. Um, so good win probably the top overall play there it's a solid match versus Detroit not going to be a high scoring game but Goodwin should end up playing a decent amount of minutes he's drastically underpriced at 4k one of the best value plays on the entire slate um Osmond should end up playing a decent amount of minutes here don't hate him at 4k the interesting one is Kevin Love I mean we've kind of seen it without Garland and without LaVert, obviously, since he only played a few games over for Cleveland. But Kevin Love, they need more scoring whenever Garland and Se- and LaVert are both out. So even though we never really trust Love's minutes, and he's generally in the mid-20s, we've seen a bit in the past in close games uh, him get into the 30s. And at 6.2K, I think he offers a decent amount of upside. Mobley and Allen both are fine. Like Allen's probably the better target here, but really I'm looking at Goodwin. I'm looking at love and both of them are fantastic plays in the spot.
1: Yeah. I think we, I think we can potentially see a little bit more Kevin love down the stretch too. Um, I still think they really want to keep him healthy for a potential playoff run. And I think the playoffs is where we're going to really be playing, you know, Kevin love DFS. Um, so I, I, I mean, this spot's really good for Jared Allen, it's just he's 7,600. He could definitely pay this price tag off. Um, so on the Detroit side, I think Cade's down to a price now that you know, I think we could fire at him 6,600. This dude was 8K to start the month. Um, I love this price for Cade Cunningham, especially on DraftKings.
2: Yeah, yeah, I think Cade's probably the only one who really. Going after. um I think Jeremy Grant is fine. He's been a little bit up and down. He can obviously score, but it's a tough matchup going up against Cleveland. Cade's really the one that gives you any upside in this spot here. 6,600, finally cheap enough after Grant got back. He's just been overpriced, overpriced, overpriced. And while this isn't an easy matchup going up against the Cavs, obviously a good defensive team, it does have a chance of staying close with both Garland and Lavert out and the fact that it's being played over in Detroit. So Cade, the only real guy that I'm looking at too much. Um, but out and outside of him just like if a shot on grant that's fine if you want to stack up this game you can throw him in there but other than that i'm just strictly focusing on Caden. and i don't have a ton of interest in him but definitely have a little bit
1: yeah i think cunningham is really the only guy that i have a ton of interest in I, I mean in tournaments i think you could take shots on bay or grant but i, I really think cunningham is your play um Isaiah Stewart, I think, is okay again in tournaments, but you're really going to need him to like a double-double to pay off this price tag. Boston at Brooklyn. This game is sitting at – it opened at 213.5. It's still pretty close to that everywhere, so we'll just kind of call it at that. Um, Boston, a seven-point favorite here. Looking at the injury report, Boston's good to go. There's nobody on the injury report for Boston heading into this game and then on the Brooklyn side, Dragic, Durant, Harris, Kyrie, Simmons all out. Um so I mean, we'll start with the Boston side. If this game had Durant and Irving and Simmons playing, I think it would be a super competitive play everybody type of game. But I'm definitely worried about this game staying close and I mean, you're paying premium prices for Tatum and Brown and even Williams now. Um, what are you looking at here on, on the Boston side? I think you're strictly looking at
2: Tatum or Brown, and that's only if you're bringing it back with some Brooklyn players. Um, Tatum would be, i preferred guy we've seen him put up big games, match versus Brooklyn. While he's not as consistent as we'd hope, matchup versus Brooklyn is a high enough ceiling spot here where he could end up putting a 60-point outing up, but – Realistically, I'm right there with you. I don't know if this game stays close. I mean, Brooklyn without their big three is just kind of hot garbage. And I don't really see this game staying close. But if you want to stack this up, Tatum's my preferred guy, Brown, and then probably staying away from everyone else.
1: Yeah. Um, I I think the price for Derek White is super close to what it should be. Um you know, we saw him play a little bit here. He did get a lot of minutes in the, in the close game against Detroit right before the All-Star break. I do think they want to play him about 30 to 35 minutes a night when, you know, the games are close. On the Brooklyn side, I mean, no Durant, no Irving, no Simmons. He, Seth Curry is 6K. Cam Thomas is 5,800. I think these are going to be the guys that have the most usage. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge, Drummond. If the game were to stay close, we could potentially see good games. I just don't see them playing Drummond 30 minutes, maybe. Um, so in large field tournaments, you could take shots. And you could take shots on Patty Mills if he's shooting the ball well, he'll keep shooting. Um, but Brooklyn's still kind of a question mark until we get like a very healthy Brooklyn team.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of just staying away from everyone. Drummond does give you a little bit of upside, even in 26 minutes, he can put up a pretty big outing. I mean, we saw in 23 minutes, he had 19 rebounds, 10 points the other night versus the Knicks. Although this is an easy match going up against Boston. He's the one guy I get to see going off for a big game. Like maybe Patty Mills, if he gets hot shooting, that uh, that's how this game stays close. So he's mostly a guy that I would bring back in a stack um, LMA 4,800. He's fine. Not great, not terrible. Probably see minutes in the low to mid-20s, and he can get some usage there. But, yeah, realistically, this is not an easy matchup going up against Boston, one of the best defensive teams in the league. And this game has a possibility of a blowout. This is probably a spot where you just want to stay away from Brooklyn outside of if you're just bringing a guy or two back if you're playing Tatum or Brown.
1: Yeah, I think we saw, like, right before the break – curry's like three point prop was two and a half a lot um maybe to adjust a little bit but if it's still two and a half i still like the over on his cur on his um three point prop with everyone out like he's just gonna chuck so definitely don't mind you know taking the the over on seth curry's three point um it is sitting at two and a half I'm, I'm smart sometimes just sometimes smart, not all the time but sometimes so i, I like occasionally to go that. yeah just just every once in a while That's why I bring smart people like you on. Make me look good. Atlanta at Chicago, 230 and a half is what this game opened at. It's 234 and a half most places now. Uh, The Bulls, a four to four and a half point favorite almost everywhere. Looking at the injury reports here, John Collins is out. Gorgie Dang is out. And then on the Chicago side, Lonzo Caruso and Patrick Williams all still remain out. So, on the Atlanta side, I mean, Collins doubtful. Vucevic on the other side. Is this a game that they're going to need Capella to play 30 minutes if it stays close?
2: I think they could. I mean, obviously, we saw him a few games get into the 30s with um, without Capella in there. And then against Orlando, I think the game was a blowout, if I remember correctly. So, they just didn't need him in the fourth. So, he's a guy at 5,800. If he's going to get 30 minutes, I think he can absolutely put up a big night. Um, A little too underpriced at 5,800. Trey Young, always a good play in tournaments, especially in this game. Chicago's been giving up a whole lot of points to teams recently. I mean, you already mentioned the totals up over 230. Pretty solid overall spot. Trey's one of the better spend-ups on the slate for GPPs. Outside of that, I mean, they have so many wings. I get Bogdanovich has been playing pretty well recently. He's fine. Don't love him. Don't hate him. Kevin Herter. 4,600 probably priced where he should be Hunter 4,500. Not going to give you a ton of upside. Like it's pretty much Capella and young and Bogdanovich. If you just want to keep playing him with his solid outings recently, but probably not getting much over 30 minutes here.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think Trey young is a really interesting tournament play here. Cause I don't think he'll be very popular at his price tag, even in a game that has such a high projected total. Um, I also think like a guy like Gallinari could play 30 minutes in this game at 4,400, especially if Collins doesn't play. So a couple pieces here for Atlanta. The Chicago Bulls side, I mean, they're, they're all kind of healthy. Levine, Vooch, DeRozan. DeRozan is priced for Levine being out. Vooch is kind of expensive. I think Zach Levine is the guy you play on the Chicago side. He's 8,700 um with these other guys over 10k a piece
2: yeah i mean he's been out for two weeks but i don't think they're gonna really limit its minutes i mean i don't know it was a knee injury so they might be careful like they don't really have a ton to play for for seating um the rosen i'm 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 i mean he played in the all-star
1: game he's going to play in this game right like yeah i mean he's gonna play and i assume that he won't have any problems (laughs) like i'm gonna Um, sit for a few games and then i'm gonna play in the all-star game
2: I mean, Chris Paul played two minutes, I think,
1: but that was a whole
2: different story. Um, yeah, no, I'm mean, I miss. going to miss betting the over on DeRozan points. It's still my bet. It's sitting at 28 and a half. Um, but yeah, like probably not playing DeRozan at 10.7K. I mean, his usage is going to go downhill quite a bit. With Levine in there, Vooch at 10.1K is probably not worth it. With Levine in there, don't really know if I'm going to go with a guy like Cody White dosumu um it's probably just levine because he's a little bit too
1: cheap with his usage at 40 or a 700 um moving on i think that's kind of it right i don't really have anything else to add so we got memphis at minnesota 239 and a half total here memphis is a three-point favorite Looking at the injury reports for both these teams, Dylan Brooks is out, and that's really it. There's not much on the injury report for either one of these teams. So looking at Memphis first, um, I mean, high scoring, back and forth. Um, give your love for Bane, because I know it's coming. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I like being here. I already bet the overall points prop off of 19 and a half, which I do almost every single day, but I'm doing it again today. I mean, he's been pretty good coming into good form in this game like he's shot solid over the last four games after having a rough stretch the prior three games up over 22 plus points in three of the last four um solid match versus minnesota should be a close game here he should be shooting quite a bit probably a little bit too cheap at 6.6k jaron jackson jr probably going to get the minutes if he stays out of foul trouble but that's going to be hard I don't think they're going to have Adams in there as much as they normally do going up against Cat I just don't think it's a great spot for him defensively and I don't think he's going to have troubles with Cat so I guess Jackson's going to be on him Morant I have no problem paying 10.4k with him obviously he can have a massive outing anytime not really great at defending in the paint Um, Timberwolves aren't so moran at 10.4k is one of the better spend-ups on the slate although the the price tag is a little bit high you can absolutely pay it off so kind of wait and see how many people end up playing him but i think bane is the best player and
1: not remotely close i mean i definitely like jaw too in in a game like this i I think Jaw could have a monster game but i do think bane when we're like considering the price is is probably my favorite and I definitely don't mind Triple J in this spot too. I could see him, you know, having good games, and I think you if he could stays even... out of
2: foul trouble. He could crush, but that—that's that, that's my main worry is foul trouble. Other than that, he's going to play good minutes here.
1: I think you could even take some shots and like Stephen Adams in this game. I think they're going to need his size in this game.
2: Maybe I don't. I don't know. It's always tough to figure out what they're going to do with Stephen Adams. I mean, Kat being on the outside. Like I could see them just rolling with Jackson guarding. That will that cat will equal time.
1: foul trouble fast. <laughs> yeah. So that, that
2: that that's that's my problem
1: with like So maybe you correlate you have, those two. Maybe you don't play Jackson and don't play Adams together and you kind of Oh yeah. Play, yeah. Yeah, you're one hundred percent right. I mean if Jackson I mean I guess
2: Adams can end up playing thirty plus minutes if Jackson gets into foul trouble. They like they don't have anyone else that can guard cat I mean, Clark maybe would be fine. Um, they could end up putting Clark up against him, but I mean, it's just it's just tough to figure out what to do with these bigs in this spot. I mean, Jackson is 7,100. If he plays 30 some odd minutes, then he can absolutely crush. And Adams, if he plays 30 minutes, is way too underpriced at 5,600. But I, I just worry about the foul trouble, and I just worry about what they're gonna end up doing going up against the cat. So they're all, you're right, they're all very much in play for tournaments. Um, but and you're also right they probably don't play jackson and adams in the same lineup.
1: um the minnesota side of this game i definitely could see russell edwards one of those two if not both of them getting there i could see cat having a good game here patrick beverly 5k you know coming off of a a few days off, um, I think, is the best way to kind of put it, is Is super interesting if he's going to get the 30-plus minutes. Uh, what are your thoughts here in Minnesota?
2: Yeah, I mean, Russell, Edwards, Towns, all of them are fine. None of them stand out as great plays. I mean, my favorite of the three is probably Towns, but not by a significant amount. Any one of them could end up going off. This should be a fun game. It should be a high-scoring game. It should be a close game. But I think Bet- Pat Bev is probably – My favorite play over on the Timberwolves. I mean, after this break, he should end up playing mid-30s minutes if this game ends up staying close, maybe low 30s. Um, And 5K is probably too cheap considering his potential upside if he does end up playing those minutes.
1: We have Phoenix at OKC. This game sitting at a 2 15.5 15.5 total, and Phoenix is a 9.5-point favor, which is probably not enough. Um, Chris Paul is out. Cameron Payne is out. Kaminsky is out. And then on the Thunder, Dort, Mescala, Robinson Earl, and Kendrick Williams are out. No Chris Paul, Devin Booker, the Thunder. I mean, this sets up fantastic for him.
2: Yeah, and he's only 8.8K. I mean, without Chris Paul in there, he should be handling point for a decent amount of the game, especially with Chris Payne still out. Like, Booker at 8.8K is just far too underpriced. And, yes, you can worry about the blowout all you want, but his usage over the last month, month and a half, has been absolutely fantastic. His minutes, if this game stays close, will be probably in the 40s because they're just going to need him. So Booker is... Easily the best play, and then Aiden drawing a pretty decent matchup versus OKC is price tag still under 7K. Probably going to get some more usage in this spot without Chris Paul in there. Like Booker and Aiden are in a smash spot, and if you want to go with Bridges, that's not a bad idea either. Like without Chris Paul in there, you should get a little bit extra usage. Could end up getting some stocks in the spot going up against OKC. Like without Chris Paul in there, I think they had pricing out before. It was even announced that Chris Paul was going to be out. So prices aren't really where they should be. I really like Booker. He's one of the better spend-ups, probably the best spend-up on the entire slate. And Aiden and Bridges are probably a little bit too underpriced without Paul.
1: I really like Aaron Holiday. He's probably one of my favorite value plays on the slate. He's 3,700. He got a lot of second-half minutes the other night when Paul left the game. Um, So – I really like Aaron Holiday, 3,700. I think he draws a start, and if he draws a start, he's probably going to get a ton of ownership, but it's an 8 o'clock game. We might have the starting lineup. I highly doubt we'll have it before lock, so maybe that keeps the ownership down, but I think he's going to be one that pops a lot today in um, projections and everything else, but yeah, I love this spot. What? Do you think Elf will get some run? Yeah, I thought my initial thought was him getting run and like I was using court IQ and game flow. And like, he didn't play hardly at all the other night when Chris Paul, um, Aaron holiday got like all the run. Yeah. he did play 22
2: minutes against Orlando, but I guess that's, those were mostly blowout man. So we've seen him occasionally. Like if Aaron holiday gets a start and is going to be like massive chalk, I think that you could pivot off of him and go to Peyton. i mean it's an hour after game starts so if you're i don't know if you if you fade goodwin or something like that and you need to make up some ground it could be not the worst pivot in the world especially considering he'd probably end up getting run in a blow out regardless
1: yeah i mean i definitely like holiday more but i get what you're saying um the other thing that like could potentially happen is like Shamit plays some too. Um, so I don't know. I think Booker is the play, like the solid play. Devin Booker, his usage without pain and Paul on the floor is like 34%. Um, but I like Aiden a lot too. I think Aiden's going to have a really good game here. On the Thunder side, if I'm playing these Phoenix guys, I kind of want to run it back. Um, my problem is SGA is 8,900. He's obviously the high usage guy giddy is priced like sga is out i think i'm fading giddy here but i mean with Dort out there's some extra shots to go around i don't maybe hate taking a shot on like a trey man
2: yeah i mean i'm just worried about the amount of usage that sga is gonna eat up i mean the problem is (laughs) yeah yeah uh, yeah obviously he always does it's it's beautiful sometimes but i mean do you think there he's been out for almost a whole month it's okay see I know that they generally play him a large amount of minutes when games are close and he's healthy, but I mean, I'm worried about the fact that he's been out for over three weeks. Like, do we think that he gets his full amount of run, especially coming off an ankle injury when they have nothing to play for as they never do?
1: Um, I don't know. Uh, Everything that like I've read says that he could be on a minutes restriction. So, uh, if that is the case, I like Trey Mann even more. I don't mind maybe some tournament shots on, like, Bazley or Giddy if, if we do get, like, a actual report that SGA might be limited minutes-wise.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I I might, like, I guess Mann probably is the bring-back guy. right? Giddy is way too expensive. I mean, Bazley you could potentially play. I mean, he was running pretty good for a couple of games. And he's been getting minutes, but it's just so tough to figure out who to run it back with. Like, I guess Man is probably probably the guy you want to go with.
1: Um, Denver at Sacramento, two thirty-one and a half total. Most places, some places a little bit higher. Denver, a four-point favorite. Looking at the injury reports here. I mean, Murray and Porter Jr. are out, and Terrence Davis is still out. But that's really it. Both these teams pretty healthy where they've been at most of the Townsend's season. Is still out, or is not going to be available because contract issues. I don't even know if he's. Yeah, um, yeah. Denver, Jokic is always like a top end play. We don't. Yeah, Jokic is always a top end play.
2: Yeah, that's pretty much it. Jokic is going up against Sacramento. It's obviously a great matchup here. Could go for 80. He's expensive. He's worth it. It's Jokic. I don't want to mess around with anyone else. I mean, I get it. It's a good matchup, and Barton could have a pretty decent night, but he's probably a price to where he should be. Gordon could have a big night pretty much any given time, in a match versus Sacramento is probably the spot. So if you really want to add a second piece, he's probably the guy. I mean, Morris has been playing steady minutes match versus Sacramento he's fine but he's not a good play by any means I guess it's pretty much just Jokic
1: pretty much just Jokic that's kind of where I'm at and then on the Sacramento side Sabonis is 9k I could definitely see him having a solid game I think Fox we're gonna see his assist numbers start to really kind of go up um I I struggle with the Sacramento side. Yeah,
2: I mean, Sabonis and Fox are definitely both in play. Harrison Barnes, 6200, is in play, but he's not really a good play. It's not a great matchup going up against Denver. Davion Mitchell coming off the bench, he's fine. Probably only going to play mid-20s minutes. I think, think DiVincenzo is a little bit interesting here. I mean, he hasn't been shooting the ball great in his first few games but he could, he,
1: he's the still minutes are on there decent at the press. Money. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like he could end up playing 30 minutes. Now he's a little bit more acclimated to the offense. I don't know, like 22 and 35 off of two of eight and four of 11 shooting. Like if he gets hot from me on the arc, he'll keep shooting. I think DiVincenzo is probably the most interesting spot here at 4,300. It's just a little bit too cheap. And it's a value play that no one's really going to play.
1: Um, yeah, I don't mind the DiVincenzo call. I think that's interesting. I don't think a lot of people will play him either. All right, we finish it out with Golden State at Portland, 223 and a half total here. Golden State is a nine and a half point favorite. Draymond, Iguodala, Wiseman still out. Bletso, Ingles, Lillard, Little, Nurkic out on the Portland side. Uh, You like anything here for Golden State?
2: Curry's and play for tournaments. It's a good matchup, but he's probably like fourth on my list of spend-ups. I think Clay is the more interesting one. It's 6,700, fast-paced matchup versus a bad defensive Portland team. Like if this game stays close, I think he can go off for a big game. We've seen him go off for some decent games. His minutes are sitting right around 30. I think that Clay is probably the play here. I mean, Wiggins is fine. But with Clay and Steph in there, not really a guy that I'm looking at. Pools out of the conversation most likely considering everyone else is playing. So I think Clay is the only one that's really interesting. And that's, that's probably a guy you want to play if you're bringing it back with like Simons or Hart on the other side.
1: Um, Yeah, I mean, I definitely don't mind Clay. I think he's probably my favorite too because he can go for 40 plus fantasy points. Yeah. Um, Curry is always one of those guys that can like just have one of those random, I'm going to make eight three pointer games. So I never hate potentially taking shots on him in tournaments. And then on the Portland side of things. Yeah. I mean, Hart and Simons, they're both interesting. It's more of like with Nurkic out too, are we playing Trendon Watford here at 3,400? Um And just hoping he gets like a twenty-five minute to thirty-minute run. Like he just signed like a four-year deal with Portland, so I mean, I feel like they're gonna play him.
2: I mean, they don't really have anyone else to play.
1: (laughs) Little and Nurk is out, Zeller's out. Like, who are they gonna play?
2: Patterson at the five.
1: I think it's gonna be Watford, man.
2: Yeah, I think so too. I think it's gonna be one of the higher owned uh cheapy plays which it rightfully so like he should end up playing the minutes he guy's a pretty decent point per minute producer he's right around a point per minute if i remember correctly so watford's probably a good play i am on board with simons and Harrell. like yeah simons has just been fantastic recently like he's been chucking he's been making them like 46 47 50 over the last three games Mints are there at any game that stays close. We'll get to bets in a minute, but I'm probably betting over on his points. And then Josh Hart has been fantastic since coming over to the Trailblazers. Blazers, like 41 and 50 in the last two playing minutes. They're him heavily involved in the offense. Nurk being out is only going to increase the usage for these two guys. Like Hart, Simons, Watford are all fantastic plays. You worry about the game staying close, but I, I just don't really care. I think they're, they're just going to be chucking. I mean, I think Winslow's probably priced about where he should be. I know he gets a lot of ancillary stats, and he's been consistently getting double-digit points and staying in the 30-point range. But I don't see a huge amount of upside for him at 6.1K going up against the Warriors. But Simon's heart and Watford could all go for massive value here, especially if this game ends up staying close. It's
1: kind of what I'm thinking as well. Um, a lot of good pieces in this game, I think, just overall. All right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Favorite play under 5K to go 7X. Who do you like?
2: Do you want Watford, or do you want Goodwin? Or are you going to take someone else?
1: I originally was going to take Aaron Holiday. So how
2: about all, right. all three of them? We'll
1: just throw all three of them at them. There you go. Yeah, just all three of them
2: are, are our picks. They're all, they're all good plays.
1: There you go. That's our That's our bonus for not doing a podcast for three days or four days or however many days it's been over 8k to go under 5x who's your bust today i mean he's been so hot
2: but I, i'm gonna go with the rose and still price like levine's not playing
1: i mean we're on the same wavelength that's who i was thinking as well um i'm gonna go tatum just more of i don't think this game is going to stay close um I think they've played twice this year, and neither game has been close, and Tatum's averaging like 33 fantasy points, so I'll go Tatum. Who's your favorite 6X play today? Desmond Bain. <laughs> All right, I like it. We're in the same price range. I'm going to go Cade Cunningham. Um, I think Exact Cade... same price. Yeah, I think Cade's going to have a really good game here. Uh, I like this I price I think game. they were the MVPs of the rising star game. Look at that momentum building off of it. Let's get weird GPP play of the day. Who do you got today? Do you think Kevin Love is going to be weird? I think he'll be close to 10%. That's fine.
2: I'm going Kevin Love.
1: I like it. I'm going to go Steven Adams. I think he'll be under 10% owns. Listen, this is why it's Let's Get Weird. He could easily play 15 minutes, but if he does get the run, I think he can pay off this price tag. So I'll go Steven Adams. Uh, Any bets standing out to you here night before
2: uh Bain over 19 and a half points. Simon over 22.5 and a half points. Josh Hart over 16 and a half points. If you want, you can do a same game parlay with those two, because it's largely dependent on that game staying close. Booker over 28 and a half points. His usage should go up in this matchup versus Thunder. That's don't hate Cade over 17 and a half points at plus 100, but it's not great. There's not a Kevin Love line out yet. That that's, that's that's basically it. But Simons in Harder by far my two favorite.
1: Yeah, Booker was one that I had written down. Uh it's 28 and a half most places, but if you are in a state with legal um points bet, it's 27 and a half. So you get a you get an extra yeah. point. Yeah. So I wish I wish points bet would let me get
2: any money down on any bet?
1: It's really interesting. Uh, I found like digging into like NASCAR odds a lot um over the last week. Sugar House, and I don't even know it's mostly Jersey, right? Sugar House. Yeah, I don't think it's out here. Um, they have some of the softest NASCAR odds so far that I've noticed. So, um, yeah, Sugar House is like William few... Hill or something, right?
2: Yeah. Uh no it's William Hill is Caesar's
1: now. Caesar's um, now okay I, it's so hard to keep track and I know the other one that I found is Unibet but I think they're only like five or six states so
2: yeah man they're not out in Colorado I mean you you always find interest like certain sites are absolute trash at certain lines like MGM um, alternate lines. some guy called me out on Twitter for betting like, a minus three hundred alternate total and like MGM, I took so much money from them because if you're betting alternate lines, so generally betting alternate overs well under the uh, well under the line or uh, alternate unders well over the line, they don't compensate enough. And MGM like their alternate lines are terrible on the over going under the total and the under going over the total. So something to always look out for, even if you see it at big juice, like a lot of times those lines are not sharp on MGM and you can make a ton of money on those. So something a little betting advice for you guys to look out for.
1: And like something people, I feel like don't do enough is like shop your lines. If you have multiple sports bets that are legal shop, the lines. So, All right,
2: it's literally the most important thing you can do because if you're working at a five percent, six percent, seven percent margin, even if you're not shopping the best line, your margin's going to drop down to one to two percent, or even negative. Like you can be a good sports better betting bad lines and lose money.
1: That's going to wrap it up here for. Thursday. We'll be back Friday talking more hoops. Good luck, everyone. We'll we'll see you then.
2: Take it.